Hello, hello, my name is Clark Heron, a.k.a. The Harry Hobo, and welcome to week four of the Armchair Gurus Fantasy Football League podcast. Obviously, we have week four on the verge of being started. Tomorrow night, we have the White Bengals versus the 3-0 Dolphins. Obviously, Dolphins coming off a phenomenal win against Buffalo. Should be a very interesting game for a Thursday night, especially with Tua might be on a little bit of a bend, or mend, should I say, uh, but again, a very good game could be uh, happening tomorrow evening. As for us, we have to talk everything about Armchair Gurus Fantasy Football League. We want to talk about uh, the pick six. We have some waivers that went over this morning, as well as our week four matchups and the league standings. But first, let's do some news for the league. Obviously, if you haven't been paying attention, if you go up to the pinned messages, we have a weekly challenge coming up in week four, the best wide receiver duo this week. The team that has the top wide receiver duo is going to earn themselves $25 this week. Again, top wide receiver duo is this week. Uh, on top of that, we have another pick six. And uh, lo and behold, I'm going to copy and paste this into the sleeper. Uh, if we can get that copy and paste it here, that'd be great. There we go. So that has been posted into the sleeper. Again, pick those six games if you want to. Put them in the chat. Just put at, at Harry Hobo so I can see them so I don't miss anything. Um, or if you don't want anybody else to see your picks, simply put them uh, in a direct message to me in sleeper. But those pick six games for week four are as follows. We have the Titans versus the Colts. We have the newly renovated Jags versus the Eagles. We have the Bills versus the Ravens. Should be quite the shootout there in Baltimore. We have the Cardinals versus the Panthers. We have the Chiefs and Buccaneers. And then on Monday night, we have the Rams and Niners in a what? Should be a phenomenal game, but the NFC West has been a little bit down this year. So we'll see. Hopefully 49ers can get some home cooking going. Uh, but those are your pick six for this week. Um, and again, they are posted there in the sleeper. Um, as for standings, congratulations to Nickley. Nickley, yet another five pick week. Congratulations. Uh, I think your only miss this past week was, I believe... Uh, it had to have been Buffalo. Yeah, I think most of the people picked Buffalo. Only Cubby picked Miami, so congratulations on that, Cubby. But Nickley has jumped out to a three-game lead over Cubby, Speliquin, and Tom. Everyone else has taken a little bit of a hit. I'm only four picks back, but this week I took a huge hit. Only uh, myself and Walk, uh, and I slept with your sister both only had two picks right this week. But again, we have another chance to get back into it. Uh, again, just let me know what your picks are, and we will put them in the docket for this week. We have until, of course, Sunday when the games start. Uh, that is the pick six for this week. Let's go ahead and jump into the waivers this week, and they were kind of light. There wasn't really any big name out there. The biggest name might have been David Njoku, who came off of a 23-point game. Uh, he was dropped just before the game started last week. Uh, and now Speliquin is his manager at this moment. Congratulations, spending $15. He was the only manager who went after David Njoku. Uh, the big spender this week, Mr. D. Felt, got himself a Mac Hollins for 39 big ones. Congratulations there, D. Felt. And speak of, D. Felt has joined us here. D. Felt, uh, what did you see in Mr. Mac Hollins that decided to give you uh, make you spend $39 for him in waivers this week? 
Dude, my bad. I had But, um, I mean, I think everybody saw it. Well, it was more so he had 10. He had 10. I think he had 10 catches for 158 yards and maybe 10 targets for 158 yards. And then I seen the game before that. He had a lot of targets as well. That was pretty productive. So I was looking at that and I seen that the Raiders haven't been doing well. So I was like, hey, they, they probably won't be giving this man the ball. Renfro hasn't really produced. They're looking for somebody to step up. So I was like, why not go get them? And I got 200. Uh, well, I didn't have 200, but I knew the max limit in that league was 200. So I'm like 30, 30 something. Fab ain't nothing compared to what other people been spending. Agreed. Yeah, you spent pretty well. The next closest one was $7. So, unfortunately, hindsight always lets you know just how much you overspent on him. But if he pans out, 39 is going to be literally nothing. And you're going to feel really, really good about it. I will say, I will give you the sneaky pickup of the week when it came to the waivers. Because getting Mr. Riley Patterson, Jacksonville Jaguars kicker, who was number 5 on the season in PPR points, uh, a phenomenal pickup, especially for kickers that... And there's only a couple towards the top that really are consistent. Everybody else, you just kind of have to see after a couple weeks what they're doing. And right now, he's kicking the crap out of the football. Yeah, man. I, I normally do, always do good on getting kickers late. I think last year I had Nick Folk, uh, who ended up finishing as the number one kicker. So I normally stream the kickers good. And right now, I'm looking at, like I said, my team, they're – producing somewhat but it was like small intangibles that has been causing me to lose like I feel like if I would have had a better defense and a better kicker last week I would have beat Cubby um because he only beat me by like maybe 10-15 points but I didn't I think my defense only got me one point which is nothing and then um, my kicker only got me four points so I would have had somebody that gave me at least 10 to 15 that would have made a difference so that's what I was looking at. Yeah, if you can find any type of consistency at the kicker position, it's going to pay in dividends, especially anything basically eight points or more. You feel really, really good about the kicker position, especially on a team that out of the blue just decided to say, hey, uh, you know, these Chargers team, this team that's supposed to be, you know, challenging for an AFC title. Uh, granted, they did have, you know, their quarterback have some rib, rib cartilage issues, but... That whole team looked terrible on Sunday. Man, the Chargers let me down. In one league, I literally, I, my team name is Charged Up because I literally got uh, Herbert, I got Keenan Allen, Mike, uh, I got Mike Williams, and I even had Palmer. But I dropped them this past week. But, like, I had all the Chargers on there. <laughs> I think I even had the Chargers defense. I even got the Chargers defense. And I thought the Chargers' defense was going to be high. They got J.C. They had both the back, and everybody's getting injured. Their whole team, not even just the defense, but their offense, they just lost Slater, I think, for the whole year. So he was a Pro Bowl rookie for them last year. So that's going to, it's going to hurt them a lot, losing a good offensive lineman. So I don't know what they're going to do, but we'll see. Agreed. And it may be just a game or two too early to bring Herbert back. We'll see. If they can continue to push him with this rib cartilage issue, but based on what I've heard with Stefania Bell on ESPN, it was a type of injury that typically you see a lot of production go down just because 
you've got rib cartilage issues that really need time to heal, and if they keep pushing him to play more and more games too early, you may see more and more of these type of results where they're just not playing very well. And again, like you mentioned with injuries on the defense as well, I guess at timing-wise, it's probably one of the better times to do it if you have to do it early on in the season and get time to come back. But uh, we'll see how well that team melds. Um, as for the rest of the waivers, pretty simple. Nothing too crazy this week. I will congratulate the league here. We have a lot of smart managers in this league. We're actually ahead of the curb. We're actually having guys like Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams and Alexander Madison already on rosters knowing that they are valuable handcuffs where many other leagues I saw one uh, on the fantasy football question on sleeper was asking how much fab to spend for Madison. And my response was, I don't know why he's on waivers. He should have been on roster at this point. So congratulations to this league for being ahead of the curb, which unfortunately means that our waivers are going to be like a freaking desert. It's going to be few and far between to, between to try and find actual fantasy value. But when you have a lot of good fantasy managers in a league, very competitive as much as this one is, waivers are going to be like that more often than not, where if you can find you know even a receiver that gets you seven targets and let's say, you know, five catches for 50 yards and maybe a score. That's like hitting a home run in this type of league. So yeah, for sure, man. There are, and that was another reason when it came to the fab too, because I think last year, I think I probably still had over a hundred dollars in fab because we really don't have anybody on the waiver wires. You know, we, we come from people are holding people, hoarding, whatever you want to call them, strategic holds. But, yeah, um, it definitely was nice for, you know, whoever held those those players. I knew that Madison would be gone. I think this was the third year. We just – you expect Cook to get injured. He's, I think Madison then played at least a, at least three games these past couple of years. But, you know, I was high on uh, Khalil Herbert last year. But then Montgomery had a good year last year, so I was kind of spectacle, uh, spectating that, you know, maybe Montgomery was going to solidify that. But last last week, he, he went crazy, so I don't know, man. Agreed, and we'll see exactly how long Montgomery's going to be out. I think Dalvin Cook might actually be able to play just with a separated shoulder. I think he'll be able to come back fairly soon, but... Uh, we will see, and obviously if you do have those backups, you're going to feel pretty good of it as of this moment. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into the power rankings for this week. And according to the fantasy football, or fantasy pros, right now, Mr. Too Many Eagles, congratulations, you are week four's top score at 100. And I'm going to go ahead and try to find that image that I saved specifically for this league to put it in there so everyone can see. There it is. Boop. Gonna put that in Boop. there. It is in the sleeper now, so you can take a look at it. Obviously, each week, uh, based on projections, basically, the Fantasy Pros does a power ranking for our entire league. Obviously, too many angles listed at number 100. Congratulations. Woodstock, Harry Hobos, and I slept with your sister, both at 96. Uh, then we have a 94 with Tree Stars, a 92 with Joe Buck Yourself, a 91 with Pay Attention. Dr. Melfi Can't Save You rounds out the 90 teams. And then we have Cubby Do at 89, Winter's Coming at 87, the new team name, Life Support at 87 as well. Shake and Bake at 82, and the legend of Mr. Rager, um, he's holding down the 12 spot per usual, sitting down there at 79. 
and congratulations to our three teams that are currently still undefeated. Too many Eagles, the Woodstock, Harry Hobos, and Tree Stars. Congratulations on a 3-0 start to the season. Uh, pay attention Ooh. to and Joe Buck yourself. We're both at 2-1. and one. Congrats on those. Obviously, pay attention getting a much-needed late Monday night win. Congratulations to getting C.D. Lamb in that beautiful trade. I know I gave you value, and he was going to be fine. You just needed Cooper Rush to throw him a touchdown or even have C.D. Lamb just catch a touchdown would be great. Appreciate you, my boy. Appreciate you. Yeah, so it definitely worked out for both of us with that trade. We have a slew of one and two teams at this point, and then holding down the bottom is Shake and Bake and the legend of Mr. Rager, which, in all fairness, I can fully support and I can fully respect a title defense. Uh, this is not the type of title that you want to defend there, Mr. Legend of Mr. Rager. Uh, I know you were dead last last year, but you're doing a great title defense right now. You're really doing a good job at this point, making sure that you will likely miss the playoffs. Well, 0-3 won't miss the playoffs at this point. you still got plenty of time to make up for it. Unfortunately, with the likes of Shake and Bake, he has the most points scored against him, which is just bad luck at this point. And then, of course, Mr. Too Many Eagles has the most in the league at 455 points and less than 300 scored against him. People, score some points against him. We got to get some points scored against Too Many Eagles, but his team is very, very solid. And let us go ahead and jump into the Week 4 matchups. And as always, we start with the team with the highest projected total and shockingly, too many Eagles leads the way at 132 points projected. Again, sitting at 3-0, facing the 2-1 pay attention projected currently, since he has only one running back listed at 106 points. Obviously, that will go up once he decides either Herbert or basically Herbert at this point to put in there. Uh, I don't think he really has any other options, but... Uh, Default, I'll have you start here. I'll let you start with Team Nickley with too many Eagles. Obviously, his team is loaded. What are some of the highlights of this team? <laughs> Every position. Now, uh, I knew Nickley was going to – he had a number one pick, man, and then he had two solid keepers with great value. I think he had Hurts at 10 and – uh, Chase at seven with the number one pick. Of course, he's going to take Jonathan Taylor. So I already knew off the bat that him getting those three players was going to make, you know, put Nickley back into, you know, talks again. Last year, he kind of had a not so good year. But, um, and then him getting Mark Andrews, we, we just seen the crazy week that he just had last week and the week before that. He's sitting at the number one tight end. Um, and then surprisingly, Miles Sanders is playing like, you know, decent enough to be that RB2 for him. And, you know, the, the surprising thing is Jonathan Taylor ha really hasn't even done anything. And uh, he's still putting up points. Um, so, and then I think the surprise that I don't know if anybody else is that surprised me, but I didn't think Christian Kirk was going to excel that well with the Jags. But, I mean, he's currently the number, what, like six or seven uh, wide receiver right now. So the fact that he has him as a flex wide receiver um, or even just a wide receiver on his team um, is huge. So, yeah, he, he he's going to probably be a top point 
team every week unless somebody get injured. Agreed. His team is loaded from top to bottom, and he even still has Chris Olave, who just had a monster week sitting on his bench. So he's got plenty of options going up against Pay Attention, who, again, with that trade, definitely got CeeDee Lamb to help bolster an already really good receiving core. That's really the, the gist of his team. As long as that core can get him points, he really doesn't need a ton from the running back position, even though Cordero Patterson is doing Cordero Patterson things once again. Um, if you excuse week two, the other two weeks are 22 points apiece. You will take that all day and every day, especially twice on Sunday. Obviously, he still needs some kind of production from the running back position this week. It's going to be interesting. Tua got a little bit banged up in that Bills game this past week. If he can come back and play well against Cincinnati tomorrow night, along with Jalen Waddle on this team, he's going to have a chance to at least stay close to Team Nickley, but obviously still needs production out of CeeDee Lamb. Really needs Devontae Adams to be Devontae Adams. And on an 0-3 Raiders team that's going to be very upset, very mad, they're at home against Denver. It's not an easy overall matchup. Uh, against Probably Patrick Sertan is probably going to be shadowing him more often than not. It's going to be interesting. Uh, personally, as of this moment, I'm still going to side with Team Nickley because the, the cheat code of Jalen Hurts and the cheat code of Mark Andrews, that's quite a bit. And like you mentioned, you didn't really needed a whole lot out of the running back position of how good of his receivers along with Mark Andrews has been. Would you also say you have Team Nickley winning this week? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, hey, I don't – I think every week I'll probably be saying he's uh, he's the favorite to win. Um, so we'll see. But, yeah, I definitely got Team Nickley winning this one. Very nice. Let's move on to the next matchup. We have Team Shake and Bake. Shaken Blake uh, projected at 107. He's currently sitting at 0 and 3 versus Dr. Melfi can't save you. 1 and 2 projected at 10 points more at 117. Uh, I will start things off. I will pick uh, Mr. Shaken Blake. Really, his team, the problem's going to be you need Derrick Henry to be Derrick Henry, uh, and you really need competent quarterback play. And obviously, the first two weeks with Carson Wentz looked phenomenal. This past week kind of remembering what Carson Wentz is against a good defense kind of really brought him down quite a bit. And then the surprising fact that this Denver offense, as loaded as they are, are just playing absolute dirt this past week. Obviously, with Russell Wilson only throwing for 184 yards passing this past week with no touchdowns. Granted, it was against the Niners, but this offense has to be so much better at this point, especially for fantasy-wise. I love his receivers with Higgins and Cooper. I think they can get it done. Duvernay, it's an interesting play in the flex. I'm not sure if I would go that route, but based on what else he has, more than likely DeAndre Swift is going to have to sit this week, so you have to make that decision. And then really, you're still looking for a flex because it looks like Daryl Henderson has lost that starting job there in L.A., so it might be a little bit of a challenge this week for Shaken Blake to get his first win. Uh, Default talk about Mr. Doctor Doctor Melfi can't save you. Um. Yeah, he's his team is really just getting hit with the blues of the uh, of the NFL. Really, is just other than Cup, no one on his team is really producing to their expectations. Um, you know. I, I expected to see more of Eckler, especially knowing Herbert was injured last week, and he only had four carries, man. I got him in the league, and, you know, if you got 
Eckler, especially taking him top five, uh, you know, for a running back. You're kind of disappointed in his play. Um, and then he kind of has some subpar receivers, even in his flex play with Wilson and Ayuk. They're probably just going to give him maybe bare minimum 10 to, you know, 12 points. Uh, let's say you will hope for a touchdown, but he don't really have anybody that you just know that they're going to score 15 plus points aside from Cup. So that's, you know, pretty much how Tom's rocking right now. Agreed. You really need Kyle Pitts to kind of kick it into gear. He showed flashes a little bit last week, five for 87, which is a nice start, but we know he can be better than that. Um, overall, you still need Garrett Wilson to kind of jump in and really help with that Cooper Cup, like you mentioned. And then especially with Austin Eckler. I mean, he scored 13 fantasy points this past week, and he had eight catches. Like, that just can't happen. He needs more touches overall in the run game. Passing-wise looks phenomenal, but you really need more than four carries in an entire game. Uh, even that being said... He's going up against Houston this upcoming week. I really like that matchup. I like the Chargers to rebound off of such a de de deteriorating loss that they had to work with this past week. I like Dr. Melfi. Uh, who do you have? I'm actually going with uh, Shaken Blake. Um, I think I, I just like more of his, his players to actually produce. You know, Higgins, Cooper, Goddard. I even think that Duvernay's probably going to over his projection, even though his projection is only eight. Uh, I think that playing Buffalo, they're going to have to pass the ball because uh, Buffalo's going to put up points. So I expect to see, uh, you know, Duvernay uh, get a couple catches. So I'm actually go shaking Blake, but uh, we'll see. Um, I think uh, San Francisco's defense is going to be all over Cup, so he might not have a, a great game like he normally does. He'll probably have an average game. And, uh, again, some of those players on Tom's team aren't producing. Yeah, as much as I would like to say he would have an average game last year against San Francisco in two regular season games, he had 23 and 26 respectively. It's Cooper freaking cup. You go and get his points, but to your point. Well, see, well, see 23 <laughs> is average to me for Cooper cup. You know, he's. I, I mean, if that's his floor, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, with Cup, come on now. We, you sometimes now you just expect him to get thirty. I think he had a touchdown in almost the every game he played. So, yeah, I'm definitely know he's gonna get twenty points, but I'm not seeing him get any more per se. But yeah, play more to his floor than a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's Cooper Cup, man. <laughs> I, I can understand that, but yeah, he's definitely going to get his. Uh, let's move on to the next game. We got Team Cubby Doo sitting at one and two, predicted at 119.64 points against the 3-0 Tree Stars, projected at 119.95. Currently supposed to be a very, very good matchup between these two teams. I'll start it off with Mr. Cubby Doo. Obviously, you need Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes. And if you get that, you'll be fine. 17 and 18 these past two weeks are not great. If you can get back to being 33-point Mahomes, he's going to have himself a very good team. Obviously, Antonio Gibson and Zeke, you got to get a little bit more production out of those players. But 
In comes Tyreek Hill. In comes Adam Thielen out of nowhere, finally having a very good fantasy game last week, 6 or 61 and a score. He has the cheat code of Travis Kelsey. And then it comes down to who do you play in that flex? Is he going to play Richie James this, pe- this coming week? Will he play Jamar, or Josh Jacobs, who was okay this past week? The pa- or the uh, the game and or the passing volume this past week for Josh Jacobs was phenomenal. If he can stay yeah. there and get 13 plus carries, he can again be a great fantasy asset. But again, this Raiders organization just doesn't like him, apparently. So as long as he can get production out of the receiving core, along with Travis Kelsey and uh, Mahomes. He's going to have a very good chance this week and keep it very, very close. Uh, Default, tell us about the Tree Stars. Uh, I mean, come on now. He's he's 3-0 for a reason. He got, you know, one one of the top three uh, quarterbacks. And when I'm saying top three, I'm, you, you either want Hurts, Jackson, or Allen on your team because they're putting up phenomenal numbers right now, and he has that. Then he has Nick Chubb, who has been running all over teams' defenses. So uh, I look for him to do the same thing against Atlanta. Uh, Kamara really hasn't been playing well, but Minnesota defense is terrible. So you may be able to see him have the game that he wants him to have uh, this week, or maybe he'll just continue to be average. We will see, but... um, then he got Michael Pittman, who, you know, if if Michael Pittman wouldn't have been hurt that week two, he probably would be a top ten wide receiver right now. Michael Thomas, he's been playing well. I kind of knew that the Panthers was gonna lock him up, but uh, you know, he's kind of been playing well. Again, he's going against that Minnesota defense, who's trash. Um, and then he got James Robinson, man, who, you know, a lot of people slept on him. I was high on James Robinson, and I'm still kicking myself that I didn't take him when I should have. I thought he was going to drop him one more round. But, yeah, so I, I'm definitely taking three stars. He got a, a, a great team. Really don't got any holes. He got a good defense, good kicker too. So, yeah, three stars. Yeah, I'll probably have to side with the three stars as well on this one, even though uh, Alvin Kamara, they're playing in London this coming week, so there'll be an early game on Sunday when we wake up. There'll be football, which will be very, very nice, so make sure you put your put them in your rosters accordingly, but Kamara has not really been Kamara this year. He's only put up 14, or basically 15 points in all of fantasy football this year in two games worth of play. Hopefully he can get things turned around. Michael Thomas is hurt as well, but you're the tree stars. You've got Metcalf, and you've got Anderson, and you've got Gabe Davis on your bench to potentially fill in that second slot, especially with the two or three running back system that he has on his team. And again, like you mentioned, Allen with the cheat code at quarterback, definitely going to sign with the Tree Stars at this point. But based on projections, Cubby has been putting up points this year, so don't be surprised if this one comes down uh, to the very end. Uh, does either of these teams have a Monday night player? A lot of Sunday night players, that's for sure. He just got a defense. Uh, defense on Monday night, so yeah, that's a hard well, ask. But yeah, it really comes down to Tyreek's going to set the tone for uh, Cubby tomorrow, and you know Tyreek was talking his stuff, you know, uh, to the news saying he's ready for Eli Apple. So um, 
You know, I just came from, you know, he, I just gave Cubby his first win last week. His team definitely performed when I thought that they wasn't. Um, I mean, I didn't really score. I didn't score over 100, so I can't really talk, but uh, we'll see. I don't I don't think Mahomes is going to have a great day against Tampa Bay. So, Yeah, that's going to be the deciding factor for his team because he got so many players in that game. Yeah, so, you know, normally when your QB – uh, don't really give you a good jump. You're looking for somebody else on your team, but like you just said, then he has Kelsey and uh, Julio in that game. So who's going to do something? Then he got the kicker. So a lot is going to come from that Sunday night's game. Um, but it's going to be close. But I'm still going with Trey Stars. I think I was just looking at his team. He has so many top three players with Allen, Nick Chubbs, Robinson. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. So. Yeah, he got very lucky to get Nick Chubb toward the end of that draft. And then, of course, keeping Josh Allen still kind of upsets me every single time I remember that because I guarantee you I would have drafted him in the third round. Uh, But it is what it is at this point. Moving on to the next game, it is your team, newly named Life Support, sitting at 1-2, and projected at 115 at the moment. Versus I Slept With Your Sister, also sitting at 1 and 2, predicted at 126. Go ahead and tell us about your team, what you like and don't like. Uh, shoot, man. The only thing I don't like is Keenan Allen, man. He's he's hurting me, for real. Uh, I need him to play. Um, everybody else, well, I don't like Mixon either so far. He hasn't lived up to that number one. But a lot of running backs haven't played as well as they need to. So I'm looking for him to bounce back against Miami. Miami's run defense has some holes. They, they're more so a pass uh, t- uh, defensive team. So hopefully Mixon can uh, play well um, tomorrow. But, you know, uh, I like Deontay Johnson going up against the Jets. Um, I think he's going to, you know, get his average. Drake London was, he's been one of the bright stars on our team. So, which kind of helped me out because I had more and then he's not uh, playing up to what I thought. So, um, London, uh, going against Cleveland's, um, team, I think that he's going to, you know, do what he's been doing so far, but it's really going to come down to if Allen's going to play because he's that I took him in the second round, so I need him to produce. And then, man, I just need to get over 100 points, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get over 100 points. We've really been – I've been I lost. It's funny because the teams that I've played haven't put up numbers against me. I'm losing by 5, 10 points. And it's just heartbreaking and every time I lost. So, yeah, man. Yeah, it's definitely rough to see the final scores of your matchups, like you mentioned, being so close. I do have one question for you for your team. Do you have any concern about playing Miami's defense against your quarterback and running back this week? Not at all. Only because I picked up Miami's defense because I needed a defense. But I think that Miami could... Defense can do well enough to stop them. All I want is six or seven points. So that's 
they, that's still, you know, my quarterback throwing two to three touchdowns and my running back can still give me, you know, his 15, 20 points uh, without Miami's defense, you know, going to that one, two, three points. I'm just looking at what uh, what other teams have done. It really wasn't no defenses on the waiver wires that I liked. And I'm, I was more so picking up Miami for the long game. They play the Jets and my, uh, Minnesota the week after that. So that's why I picked them up. I can respect that. And especially with Joe Burrow, the first game of the year, he had four interceptions. So there is a possibility that maybe Miami returns one and you end up getting, again, that six to seven, maybe even upwards of nine or ten points this week just on the fact that they return one for a touchdown. You never know. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Typically... Just personally, I typically try and stay away from that. But as you mentioned, when you're trying to play for two or three weeks down the road, sometimes it kind of works out that way, and it may work out for you. But this week, you are facing uh, the other one and two. I slept with your sister. Uh, currently has Saquon Barkley on a revenge tour. He's finally healthy, finally looking like old Saquon Barkley or younger Saquon Barkley at this point. Uh, a great Aaron Jones is still going to produce... Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's going to be the interesting one. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury. We'll see if he can actually play this week. You always got to love Sutton and Samuel, even though Sutton is playing on a team that really doesn't throw it a whole lot. But he's really the only productive receiver, and I'll take a 19 and 17 points every single week with the upside of getting a touchdown if that offense can ever score a touchdown at this point. He still has, obviously, Alexander Madison to go if Cook happens to sit out this week. And then he also has the likes of Rashard Penny going against Detroit, which might be an interesting play there. Uh, his team has got a lot of star names. The downside is he has Derek Carr as his quarterback, which <laughs> you look at it, he this is Derek Carr in a nutshell. You're going to get about 18 to 19 points every single week. He's going to play to that top 15 quarterback range and nothing more. That's just what you're going to get with Derek Carr. And when he plays that way, you think, man, if he just throws one or two more touchdowns, if he just does that, he would be so much better of a quarterback, but it just never happens. But with a team that he has, as long as he's getting the 18 to 19 from Derek Carr, he really doesn't need too much more. Obviously, he still needs his other players to produce. And so far, he's ran into a couple of monsters and... Uh, going back to the league, when it comes to points against, uh, 381 against him, I think that's second highest in the league. Uh, let's see, one, two, third highest. Third highest points against in the league this year, which is just, just unfortunate because he's putting up a lot of points, nearly 400 points, which would put him in the echelon of one of the top three or four teams when it comes, actually he is the number three team in points for this year. So he's just running into monsters uh, matchup-wise. This week, however, man, it is, it's difficult because I, I could see some of your players really turning it around this week, especially if Keenan Allen comes back and plays well. But as for this moment, no disrespect, I'm going to have to side with I slept with your sister on this one. I ain't mad at you. I'm over here. I'm over here. Just look in my mind. I'm already mentally preparing myself to be one and three. Okay. I'm looking forward to week five and six, but I want my team to surprise me. And 
You know, if 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 I do win, I'ma definitely send uh I slept with your sister a message, you know, a little you know, a little gloat. I wasn't supposed to win this week. I'm two and two, but you know, if not, I I, I, I don't expect to win this week and that's fine. Um his team has, you know, put up he got he got I'm just mad because I knew that me having like the number seven pick was terrible. I wanted a later pick and I was trying to get his second round pick just so I could uh, get one of those nice, nicer backs that I wanted. And, you know, Saquon, Aaron Jones, they've definitely been, you know, on a tear compared to all what all the other running backs has been doing. So, yeah, man, I think the only bright spot is his best receiver, St. Brown ankle ain't looking too good. So, I'm hoping he actually sits out. <laughs> so, yeah, that would we'll definitely see. help your system there, help your team potentially win this week. Again, it's close as of right now, and especially if St. Brown misses, it could be very interesting of a matchup. Uh, moving to our second-to-last matchup here, we've got the 2-1. and one. Joe Buck yourself projected at 116 versus Winters Coming. Got his first win last week, sitting at 1-2, and two, projected at 112 points. Seems really low this week uh i will have you go ahead and get started tell us about uh winter's coming fletches the commission's team yeah man he he just been hit with bad luck kind of we in the same boat for real you know um his quarterback got hurt so we we know how he felt last week um he was able to get the dub though but you know his quarterback um depends on how he if it's, if he's gonna still be hurting uh this week going up against Houston could depend on if he performs well or not. Um the good thing is, even though McCaffrey hasn't been catching the ball as much as he's probably liked, at least he's still been getting those hundred yards uh in the past two weeks. So um that's been giving him, you know, those over ten points that he needs. And then he's probably just still hopeful that the receptions will, will come as they come. Um, and then Travis hasn't really produced to, to the caliber of the, what he probably wanted. He, I think he just traded for Travis. So he's – he's. I know he's been looking for an, another RB too. So I don't think he's feel too comfortable having Travis there. And then when you get to his receivers, they're kind of subpar. Um you know, Mike Williams, I mentioned him that week one when we played. It's, it's boom or bust. You don't know if he's going to give you that 25-point game or he's going to give you that 8-10 point uh, week. So, um, same thing going in this week. He don't know what he's going to give him. Curtis Samuel has been a bright spot this year. I'm just still waiting for him to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Hey, Curtis Samuel get hurt every year he was a, he was on the Panthers man he when he's in and he's healthy he's playing well he's putting up numbers um so and he has been doing that I knew that Carlson Wentz was going to struggle against the Eagles he did which show you know what I'm saying Curtis Samuel had a subpar week last week only got 13 points but he still had 10 targets so I mean you want that if you're a fantasy owner of him um and then again it's he got A.J. Dillon going against the New England defense. Um, so I don't think that he's going to do much. They're going to come in game plan and know that they're going to try to get their running backs involved. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the Fletcher's just 
pretty much in the same predicament as me. Your team's not producing to what you thought they were going to do. Agreed. And the one question I would have for you based on his team is he's got Mr. Darnell Mooney, a keeper for him. Uh, coming into the season, he's currently ranked 113th best receiver in fantasy football. Is this a player that you would drop? I wouldn't drop him because I kept him, but I'm definitely screaming in the pillow every week that he <laughs> underperforms <laughs> because he was high on him. I mean, same thing with Juju. Uh, these are people he took within – well, Mo- Mooney was a keeper. He was a good pick at a keeper, but I think he ended up giving up. He could have had Mark Andrews. You know, he, he chose to not keep Mark Andrews so he can keep – Mooney and I forget who his other keeper was. AJ. Oh, AJ Dillon. Yeah, see, so that's where he's probably kicking himself because had he kept Mark Andrews, he would have the number one tight end who just scored, I think, 28 points last week, um, which definitely would have helped him in these other games, whereas and he probably would have ended up picking up a different receiver, which would have set a whole different course for him. You know, so it's... It's crazy when you think about those decisions that you make that end up, you know, making or break your team, you know, throughout the year. Um, so I definitely went and dropped Mooney. I'm holding on to him because, man, at Chicago's offense just looked terrible in general. And you're just going to hope that Fields can get going and throw to somebody. Because I don't even think he's throwing. Yeah, I think the only person he threw a touchdown to is St. Brown, the other St. Brown. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, man, it's just nobody's performing besides the running backs, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's very difficult because as just like I mentioned, 113th ranked receiver. Typically, if it was any other name, it would you would have been dropped. It would have been gone. You wouldn't have even considered it. But like you said, uh, with the keeper, with the snap percentage that he continues to see, you're just hoping the passing game actually does something over the next couple of weeks. But he's definitely one of those players that. I got to see it first, allow him to score 30 on my bench before I put him back in. And I just don't know if that's going to happen is the problem. Um, Right. Hey, I just went and looked in the future. I played Fletch week 12. I'm kind of smiling right now because, you know, hey, we both going to be in the same boat around that time. So, you know, I need to be playing as as few of the, the top dogs. (laughs) <laughs> I need to be so I can make my playoff push. So, hey, man, I feel for you, Fletch, man. But, yeah, yeah I got uh, Joe Buck yourself. No, not no Joe Buck yourself. Uh, who he play? It is he Joe Buck yourself, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I didn't switch my weeks around. But, yeah, I got <laughs> Joe Buck yourself winning uh, this week for sure. It's, it's a tough one because the projection is going to be very similar as it is right now. You obviously have Justin Jefferson, known dog hater and cat lover, really didn't produce this past week. He's got a game in London, and you know that the jet lag sometimes kind of affect some players. We'll see if that affects Minnesota uh, this coming Sunday. He's actually getting only speaks in third person Mike Evans back this week, which is always a plus. That should help him quite a bit. Uh, The French-trained pastry chef, Mr. Brandon Cooks, has been down. Uh, he's gotten seven targets, which is great. The production just isn't there. 
it's going to happen. You're going to have these weeks with a bad Texans team, but he's going to be fine moving forward. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be quite this week. He's got the great Jamal Williams sitting on the bench. I would honestly play him over uh, Believes in Leprechauns right now and over Tony Pollard. I know Pollard's been fine. He had 105 yards rushing against the Giants. I guess I didn't realize that he had a phenomenal game this past week. Uh, but I would probably play him in the flex maybe over Brandon Cooks because you know he's going to be the starter against Seattle. That is a terrible run defense this past, this upcoming week. He's got Njoku, but... I mean, is he going to play him over the likes of token white tight end? I, <laughs> maybe. Possibly. Um, and then, of course, right. we got to see if we can see that uh, fuck you, it's it's still San Diego, kind of turn it around on defense and actually play some defense this week. But these two teams are very, very similar, just like you mentioned with uh, Winter's Coming. You have a bunch of players that aren't playing up to their potential or just having an off week. And... The moment that either one of these teams and their players hits a big week, they're going to be just fine. And and again, very similar teams, but just like with you, I will side with Joe Buck yourself just, just barely this week. Obviously, if they, especially if they have the Vikings get a turnaround and get eats his own meals in the bathroom going, um, I think he should be able to pull off a victory and get to three and one. Which leads us to our last matchup of the day. It's my team, the Harry Hobo, sitting at 3-0, projected at 126, versus the legend of Mr. Rager at 0-3, projected at a 107 points this week. And Wow. Uh, you know what? I, I will give you the honors of speaking about Mr. Legend of Mr. Rager's team. Uh, there's got to be a couple bright spots on that team, right? Oh, yeah, he got some bright spots. Hey, man, he almost got his dub last week, man. Almost. (laughs) He almost got a dub last week. And I know he's salty because it ain't going to be too many times that he's going to almost win. Like I said, I still think uh, Joaquin put himself in that position to almost lose. But uh, Najee going up against the Jets. You know, he's going to look at for him to have a great game, be that number one uh, running back that you drafted. So that's a bright spot. And then, I mean, who would have – well, I thought, I knew, but uh, Hollywood Brown, man, he's been producing, uh, which is the person that I traded him for a keeper. And, uh, you know, he he put up – 28 points last week, and he didn't even score a touchdown. So the produ- the production is there. Uh, you want to see that? You want to see you know 17 targets? I had to I had to go and look at Kyler Murray's weekend. He threw 58 passes. Well, I seen 17 targets. I'm like, God, leave. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so obviously that's just showing that really when you're looking at their pass offense. Kyler Murray's only trust in Hollywood Brown, really, 17 targets. They're missing uh, Hopkins. Uh, so those are his two bright spots, in my opinion, um, to where if those people, you know, ha- have great games and then everybody else is subpar, you know, maybe he can at least smile and say, okay, I got a team to build upon. We know he's not going to win, but – you at least want to look and say, okay, in my next couple of weeks, 
if I'm looking for trades or looking for pieces to move around, you know, what pieces can I build upon? Right. Yeah, and really for his team, you got to love the receiving core. They don't have the big, bright names that you're looking for, except for maybe Hollywood Brown. But like you mentioned, 28 points with no touchdowns. Lockett had a monster game last last week. And Romeo Dobbs could quietly be the number one receiver in Green Bay. And Yeah, he could. He could. He, I just, I'm not set yet. I, for me, I need to see repetition. I need to see it happen, you know, a couple times. I seen in reports people kept talking about Romeo Dobbs all last week. He might be the number one. He might be the number one. Well, the man only had eight targets. So, again, I, I need to see repetition of how this Green Bay's offense is. But it's definitely a good person to have on your team, um, you know, after seeing that week. But uh, we'll see. Agreed. And then, of course, he's going up against my team, the Harry Hobos, with the healthiest Raven running back, the number one quarterback in all of fantasy football, playing in a shootout, what should be a shootout, against Baltimore, against Buffalo in Baltimore this week. Obviously, the number one receiver in all of fantasy football, Stephon Diggs, on the other side of the football in that game. Again, if it's a high-flying scoring offense or scoring game, he'll be part of it uh, And once again. Obviously, A.J. Brown actually might be having a baby this coming week. Not him, but his wife having a second kid. So, could potentially sit him out this week because of the kid. We'll see if that actually happens or not. But he's currently sitting That's as a number seven receiver uh, on the season. Uh, obviously, like Scary Terry as well. I've got several other options. I just picked up Zay Jones, who's been quietly pretty good for Jacksonville, especially for a offense that looks pretty good. Now, granted, they're in Philly this week, which is kind of what we saw with the Commanders after the Commanders were like, okay, we can play with some teams. And then they played against Philly and were shown what they truly were. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to play him this week. Again, if A.J. Brown is out, I will have to make some type of decision this week. Um, but I just need my running backs to continue to produce. Just get me, you know, 12-plus every single week. Ideally, with a touchdown, maybe get up to 16 to 18 points, somewhere in there would be nice, mm -hmm. but as long as my three receivers continue to do well, and Tyler Conklin, 8 for 84, take it every single day of the week. Now, with Zach Wilson potentially coming back this week, uh, that may change how that offense works, and if he targets the tight end, um, this upcoming week, but I think I know where you were going when you mentioned it earlier. I think we're we're both picking my team this week. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you just got a stacked team. I, you benefited from again being able to have two running back keepers, so you didn't even worry about getting a running back uh, those first two rounds because you know. It was a toss-up. For people that did take running backs those first two rounds, you know, you might not have the team that you thought you was going to have because running backs aren't really producing right now. So um, the fact that you was able to go out and get receivers uh, with your first two picks kind of, you know, set the standard for your team because receivers are the ones that's uh, eating right now. So um, you're good. And then you got – I think he's going to win the MVP this year, Lamar Jackson going crazy anytime you can throw the ball 
will have 18 completions and four touchdowns. Who's doing that? Because uh, Kyler Murray threw 58 <laughs> passes and only threw one touchdown. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, man, you got you got a stack team, dog. So, and then you're going up against. We know about Marty, man. He ain't got no good team, so. Don't beat him up too much this week, for real. You might have to send a player out or two. Well, I definitely don't want that, because if you want to have points at the end of the year, I'm going to score as many as I possibly can to keep up with the likes of uh, too many Eagles and even Tree Stars, who is potentially scoring quite a bit of points this year. But to your point in the draft, it really was between Diggs and Alvin Kamara and either Aaron Jones as that first pick for me. And when it came time to draft, I just decided, you know what? I think my running backs are going to be just enough that if I can build a good receiving core, it it should pan out towards the end, especially getting the likes of Mr. Lamar Jackson, who the greatest motivator is when you're playing for the bag. Yeah, right. he's going to have that chip on his shoulder, and he wants to prove that he is worth every single penny that he is asking for, which definitely worked out for me, even though... I still would have liked him, or you know, Josh Allen as a pick, but you know, Tree Stars being the greedy person that he is, Captain, that's fine. I get it. Keep, hey, I keep, think I, I think it worked out in your favor, though. Look, it's worked out. You didn't get what you well. want, but you was able to get Lamar in the fourth. You would have had to go in the third to get uh, Josh Allen, and mm-hmm. Lamar is playing better than. You know, Josh Allen right now at the moment, and I don't think it's going to slow down, man. <laughs> it's not going to slow down. He is very, very good, and I really do hope that is a high-scoring game between those two. And that is going to wrap up matchups for this week. Obviously, teams that uh, got a much-needed win this past week want to continue that trend. Uh, teams that didn't want to add to that win to try and get back to 2-2 two and two on the season and then, obviously, the teams that are still over, looking for that first win. Uh, last question before you, before we leave here today. I think you've already mentioned it earlier, but of the two 0-3 teams, which one has the best chance to get their first win this week? Of course, Team Shake and Bake. I, I would agree with that. It's just the, the matchup of the week is tough for the legend Look. of Mr. Rager at this point. If he was facing somebody like... A Fletch, or potentially even, uh, even like eh, I don't know if Cubby do maybe like a pay attention at this point. One of those two teams, maybe he has a chance. It just didn't quite pan out this week. But I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch. Uh, I will just accept my win at the end of the week. I will do just that. Uh, anything else before we wrap up here today? Nah, man. Say. Good luck to everybody this week. May the fantasy gods be in y'all favor. I'm always available for some trades. I got a lot of wide receivers, man. Some good ones, subpar ones. Hit me up. Other than that, hey, we'll see y'all next week on Wednesday again. We're going to be in the chat going crazy like always. Absolutely. And remember, pick six uh, games are posted in the sleeper. Uh, you can put your po- or put your picks into the chat, or you can do a direct message to me. Either way, make sure that you get those in. Um, obviously, we do put the rankings out there as well. And just like Default said, congratulations to the ones who won, and good luck to everyone this coming week. 
Uh, for default, my name is Clark Heron, a.k.a. The Harry Hobo, and we're out of here. We out of here. <laughs>